Alright, what's going on everybody? It's another episode. Should I play that? Chris and Rod. What's going on, Rod? How you doing, man? Not bad, man. Not bad. Excited for another episode of Should I Play That as always. Nice, nice, nice. And um it's episode twenty two, right? Yep, twenty two. Episode twenty two, we are uh still rolling it and, and I don't know. I feel like I always have to point this out, but like 22 weeks of staying consistent with this like it's it's something i gotta give you know you know me i have to give myself some props for you know I have myself on the back i got you know give some front out some some shout outs to you rod shout out to the viewers that are still like listening to us like i i appreciate all this like i yeah, appreciate and, like it's it's a great thing and the guests who ever rolled through oh yes yeah. so we've had a, a ton of guests um, you know, we have heard, we've had uh, Kier, we've had um, yeah, James, Darius, had James, Elena. Elena. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know why I'm getting all sentimental right now, but it's uh, <laughs> I just I just really appreciate the love that I get from you know whether it be on Facebook, Instagram, uh, now on YouTube. So if you're watching now on YouTube, shout out to the YouTube fam, and um, that's just you know just. Keep it rolling. Uh, like we always say, if um, if you want to help us out, uh, you can always leave a like. You can always share um, the episodes whenever you see it on your social media. And I've seen people do that, and I really appreciate that. They share our content, and that, that goes a long way. But, yeah, if you'd love to help us out, like our stuff, uh, rate us on iTunes, rate us on Spotify, and, you know, just spread the word. But yeah. And if and if people wanted to, you know, send an email, where could they do that? Oh, uh, should I play that fan mail at gmail.com? Send it to that. Uh, let us know what you're thinking about uh, through these episodes. If, like, you know, you have a question for us, question about the industry, question about uh, anything, really. Just want to uh, be shouted out on an episode. It'll be a perfect chance to do it. And if your email is chosen... To be read on on an episode, we have a little gift for you. Mm-hmm. Can't say what yet, but it's a gift. It's a pretty <laughs> nice gift. And if you guys do it next episode, you'll see what the gift is, and we'll try and do this more often, just to you know see what you guys are thinking and everything, just to get some engagement going. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that's pretty exciting. I want to know what that gift is. Hmm, I wonder. <laughs> so, uh, so Rod, what you how have you been, man? It's been another week. It's been another week, man. A lot of stuff has happened. A lot of stuff, even outside of gaming. Like, I, a lot of movie stuff has been happening, which is really exciting for me. Um, you know, Comic-Con just went down, so we got all the television and movie stuff uh, happening. You know, you had Westworld trailers and new Kingsman trailers and all the Marvel happenings that were going on. Um, it, it was really, it was a really exciting time this past week. Quick, quick aside. So with all the Marvel stuff, like, how do you, what do you, what do you feel about the Marvel stuff? We're going to have a a quick, should I watch that moment in this episode? Oh yeah. Like, please. Yeah. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you, what do you like? Cause I'm, I'm excited. What, what what are you feeling? So I'm pretty, this is, it's really unique because this is a time when Avengers Endgame came out. Obviously we've had Far From Home, but Endgame was like the big kahuna. That's like the culmination of everything. Um, And we really didn't know what was going on. Like we've, we've heard like rumors of 
things that they were trying to do. And we knew that they were shooting the Black Widow movie right now. Like the, those are that's information that was kind of out there already. But Kevin Feige and everybody at Marvel was like, you know, just very mum about everything. And they were like, hey, we're not talking about any of this until after Far From Home is kind of out. Um, I have been saying for months now that that Comic-Con is going to be the place where um, they will announce that. Um, and sure enough, that was it. They had a huge blowout. I'm extremely excited because I had no idea like what surprises they had up their sleeve. So even though a lot of the announcements were something that like we knew already, like we knew about the Wanda show, uh, we knew about Loki and things like that, like the Disney Plus stuff, to get the confirmations of what it is those actually uh, are, to get kind of like the logo so we get like an aesthetic feel for what we might expect to see. Um, and just to get confirmation on who's going to show up where, like I knew that we were going to get a Doctor, Doctor Strange sequel, um, but I mean what that actually is sounds Amazing. Like, it sounds really cool. Yeah, I wasn't expecting um, Scarlet Witch to show up in it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, and I hope that with this upcoming, which I, I hesitate to even say phase four because it doesn't even seem like they're using phases anymore. Like, Kevin Feige has come, come out and said that they want to kind of get, a, they want to get away from doing that now, um, from, from using fa- the, the phases to kind of define their, the sagas in their movies. Um, and that they're don't to, to maybe not expect like, you know, a, a big Avengers movie, like as often as before, I think we were getting them every three years, I think, or something like yeah. that. Um, and now it's like, you know, they're kind of trying to move away from the big team up films because I mean, we got like, we kind of got those films, um, but it's cool to see like the miniature team ups, like the Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch thing in the uh, WandaVision show. Uh, Monica R- uh, Rambo is going to show up, which I know she's not officially like a hero yet at this point, but like that's just kind of teeing her up. Um, if, if you're not aware, she's like a big, big major character uh, for Captain Marvel. Um, and yeah, I mean, th- stuff like that is cool. I want to see more of that. But most of all, I would say I'm most excited. Because we have women and people of color who are in front of the camera and behind the camera all over Marvel Studios in 2020 and 2021. We've got Shang-Chi. We've got the new Blade. We've got Natalie Portman coming back, picking up the hammer as yeah, Thor. Yeah, no one, no one was expecting that one. No, I, even, even I. <laughs> I, felt, I felt like I knew 80% of what was going to happen at the Marvel conference. And even the 20% that I didn't know, I was going to be like... I, you know, I figured it was going to be something like, ah, okay, of course, of course they were going to do that. I yeah. never in my wildest dreams would have imagined that they were going to go that way. If anything, I thought they, they were going to maybe turn Valkyrie into into the um, Jane Foster Thor. Um, but no, they're straight up getting Natalie Portman to do it. And that's awesome. Not only is she an amazing actress, but I'm amazed that they were able to repair that relationship um, from Thor the Dark World with her. You know something I'd love for them to do, uh, since they're sort of like leaning away from phases, I'd love for them to start taking like a comic book route and like only in certain instances, maybe do like the really big like adventure type team up movie, but like sort of like, like let, let everything stay, still stay in the same universe, but sort of go out and do its own thing. And then like every now and then having 
characters cross over, just like in the actual comic books. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, I mean, that's a great point, and I think that's what they're going to try to do. I think that's what they're trying to do with the idea of these Disney Plus shows as well. Like they're they're taking very they're taking great care to make sure that we're not distinguishing the movies from the shows like they're like if you see the presentation um or like read about it like they're very careful to say like this is all one cohesive thing that we're doing Uh now um so so no longer we won't have the marvel netflix thing of like you know jessica jones is gonna obliquely refer to the big green guy and like oh it's in the same the battle of new york like oh they're talking about avengers like but it doesn't really connect beyond that. Um, it seems like with Disney Plus, they're really trying hard to um, not only get these giant actors like to do these these six to eight episode TV shows, but like they're really trying to get the characters to cross over, just like you said. Um, and I think that's, if anything, that's the smartest thing that they can do going forward. Yeah, it's sort of you know. And I, and I feel like we could get we could see more characters this way. Like we could see more of like the smaller characters, and then like when need be, see those smaller characters on the big screen. Exactly, exactly. Because I don't want them to try to out Thanos. Thanos. I mean, like you know, I don't I don't necessarily need to have another end game for like a really long time. Like I I'm I'm actually okay if we don't get an Avengers movie for for a while. Those movies are great and and fun, uh, you know, but. I don't need to see those particularly all the time. Um, so I would really appreciate these smaller scale movies, bring it back a little bit. And I think that's what they're going to try to do going forward. Um, yeah. And come to think of it, you would think that if they were going to do like an Avengers type of thing, they would have announced that. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. And, and, you know, it is important to note too, that like we didn't go too far into the future. Like we only went into two years, 2020 and 2021. Um, so, I mean, and that's just, you know, that's just such a small amount of time. I mean, we're not getting anything Marvel related um, until until May of next year, which is the Black Widow movie. That's like the first thing that's going to drop um, for like Marvel Studios related. So it's going to be about uh, almost a year before we see anything more from come, come from the studio. Um, and I think that's by design. You know, it's going to let everybody breathe and relax from the high that was in game um, and and kind of set the tone again, set the stage for what, you know, the the future of Marvel is going to be like. Um, you know, we've got, you know, we've still got Chris Hemsworth as Thor, which is cool. Like, he's doing a fourth Thor movie. That's the only fourth movie in any solo heroes franchise. So that's kind of neat. Um, Taika Waititi returns. And, you know, Ragnarok was great. So I'm really happy to to see that, um, to see him bring his off-kilter humor back to the franchise. Um, and, I mean... I I just I just need to we just need to recognize what Kevin Feige did at the end of this thing, which is he literally performed a verbal mic drop with all the stuff that he was like, hey, hey, yeah, you, we know that we just talked about like 10 things coming in the next oh. two years <laughs> that you're super excited about. But we didn't even talk about Black Panther 2. We didn't even talk about Captain Marvel 2 or X-Men or Fantastic Four. Like he just basically rambled off all the stuff like <laughs> that's in development. <laughs> yeah, so. And and that's and that's what's crazy is that you know not only do we have these things that are already in development but like we have all of the things that got announced so let's just say these next two three years are gonna be you know packed full of Marvel goodness so we're not gonna be bored whatsoever no not at all not at all it's it, it's a very exciting times honestly yeah so 
reeling back into should I play that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure the streams have crossed at some point. Like, if you're if you're listening to this, you've probably seen a Marvel movie in your life. Yeah. But um, yeah. So uh, if this is the first time you're listening to us, we uh, like to start these shows off with a small section called "What You've Been Playing," where we just pretty much talk about where we've been playing in the past week and give our impressions on it. So uh, this week it's just me and Rod. So Rod, what you've been playing? I've been playing one game and one game only. Oh. And, <laughs> and and that is Judgment. Obviously, I played a little bit of Overwatch. I tend to dabble in that every now and then, uh, you know, at least a couple times a week. But but I've been laser focused on on Judgment. You know, I'm ignoring people's party invites and and friend and and uh, <laughs> game requests to go Overwatch and 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 do this instead because um it's really good, man. This game is great. And I'm mentioning it this this week. I know I mentioned it for the past few weeks, but I'm mentioning it especially this week because I'm almost done with it. I actually okay. got to I actually got to the point of no return uh last night. Um and like it, it's a really it's a really cool message because it's like four sentences and it's like warning Things are going to get pretty intense from here on out, so you might want to save. And also, if you need sleep, you should go do that before you... Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, like, literally. It's like, hey, this could take a while, so you might want to get some sleep or something. If, like, if you're tired, just proceed at your own discretion. It says something like that. I saved it on my PlayStation. I thought it was I thought it was funny. Um, but but I did was, it. I mean, That was nice of him. Oh, it was very nice. It was very nice. Um, so yeah, I, I actually heeded the advice because I was up till two o'clock in the morning trying to finish up some stuff. So I wanted to kind of talk about, um, once I finish, I'll, I'll finish it by the time the next episode comes around. So maybe I'll do like a full overview overview, but because this was the only game I really played this week, um, I did want to kind of talk about some of the, my experience with the side content. Cause I did a lot of that, um, okay. in the past week. So the side content of this game is I, I love the layout of it. So you have your map and it's easily discernible like what is a side what is a side mission. So you've got things that are called side cases and they're little they're mini missions where you can, you know, you're playing a detective, uh, Yagami, and he is he he's doing he's literally solving cases around the city and they show up on these these little blue icons that show up on those folders on your mini map and you can just go there and it'll usually show up as three question marks if you've never seen it or if you haven't encountered it anywhere and you can just go up to it on your map and it'll be a little cut scene that will set everything up and then it'll be like a bossing it'll be a, a battle encounter or it'll be like chase sequence or a tailing sequence it'll be something that kind of tees up the um the the side mission or whatever it is and a lot of times those are really really fun and they're entertaining like there's one where you run into a pop star who's wearing a wig and the wind is blowing really hard and his wig actually goes flying and but he's calling it a hat he's not calling it a wig cuz like he's like ashamed to to say that it's like he's losing his hair he's trying to grow his hair but it's just not working so he's like he's like can you just chase my hat and the mission actually says can you or it says chase the dot 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 hat question mark um and it's just like kind of cute stuff like that um and i mean there's one where where um <laughs> there's one where this kid hides in very dangerous places because he wants to hang out with his dad more. His dad is like a workaholic and doesn't make a lot of time for his kid. So his, so in an effort 
a cry for attention, his kid hides in places and sends him pictures on his phone and say like he's there. He's playing hide and seek with his dad. Um, but his dad's like he posts a, a job request like at your at your agency and like, hey, can you find my kid? I don't have time to do this. I'm I have to go to work. And you're like, <laughs> your, wow. your character is like, um, what's wrong with you, basically? But I mean, I guess I have to because like the the kid looks like he's like in a he's like on top of a crane or something. Like he's very high up somewhere, like somewhere not safe. So you have to go like find him. Um, so it's just stuff like that. And most of them are goofy. A lot of them are tend to not be serious. There are a few more serious ones, but um, but a lot of them, most of them are goofy. So um, let me ask this: these uh, these side missions, and just I guess just in general, the open world. Like, how detailed is the open world? Like, are you um, like, is there a lot to do when you're like in these environments, or is it like like static locations? It's there's a ton to do in the environment. So it, it, I know this might be a bit of a cliche to say, but really, Camarocho, the city that this game takes place in, is is honestly a character itself. Um, there's so much, and it, it's actually where Yakuza Zero, one, and I want to say so, part of two takes place in. It's where a lot of these games take place in. Uh, so Camarocho is it frequently returns in the Yakuza games. Um, it looks the most beautiful in this one because this is the most recent um, uh, game by the studio. So they've adapted to the Dragon Engine. Like they've they've they know what they're doing now. But there's a ton to do in the city. So not only are you doing side cases, um, you're meeting random people in the street for f- what's called friend events. And so that also leads into other storylines, which maybe they want you to maybe they want you to like tag along with them to um, you know maybe go I don't know they may, might need like a an escort somewhere maybe they need to like I don't know somebody's harassing them and like you you interrupt them and 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 help them out or something and that's like a friend event and like that kind of fills a friend meter and so when somebody becomes your friend and once that meter is filled then you start running into them like on the street randomly and if they'll start they'll start helping you in fights if like they, if they see you um for example there is um you there are shops called uh the the popo shop and what they do is uh if you become friends with the the popo shopkeepers then they'll if you're if you have a fight like right next to the shop they'll be standing outside and they'll call your name and then you press triangle or something and uh they'll throw like something so for example Popo is like a convenience store in Japan. Like I think it's an actual convenience store there. And so they sell like gas station stuff. So like somebody might throw like hot sauce at you and you'll like take the hot sauce and dab it in somebody's eyes. Um, and it's like it's just funny stuff like that, you know, and they'll they'll just use various tools to kind of help you out. Um but as far as like things to do, I mean, it's it's tons. So you have your side quest, you have your friends, you have an arcade, you have two arcades that you can go to. So you can play like Virtual Fighter Five, and you can play Puyo Puyo. Uh, you can play a light gun game called Camaro of the Dead, which is like an entirely original game that they created in here. It plays like House of the Dead. Um, that's really neat. Um, you know, you can play claw games. You can get girlfriends and like take them out on dates, and you can like throw darts and you could play mahjong i played mahjong for like two hours trying to win one goddamn hand um <laughs> and i actually managed to win like i think two hands in like two hours um but i ended up getting the cheat item to get somebody's friendship up so uh 
that was a thing that happened. Um, but yeah, you can go. I don't think you can fish in this one. But yeah, there's a casino. You can play blackjack. You can play poker, like Texas Hold'em. I mean, these are games within the game that you're playing. Um, and there's a ton of these things to do. Like, there's there's so much. You don't get karaoke in this one, which is a bummer. Yeah, I was gonna ask. I was like, yo, did they bring back karaoke? They didn't. They didn't, unfortunately. Um, which which sucks because karaoke is in a bunch of the Yakuza games, and they're so fun. Karaoke is one of my favorite parts of Zero, um, but it's not in this one. Um, but yeah, you can uh, you do drone races, which is really fun. It's like a whole other game they created inside this thing. Um, you can even do there's a there's a place where they have a VR play space where it's like. It's it's a board game. It's literally like a Mario Party board game that you play at this facility. And it's like it doesn't even feel like the same game at all. Um so yeah, it's it's really cool. So to answer your question, yeah, there's a ton to do. Ton of side content, ton of side missions. I spent a large amount of my time doing that. Um I did however find a few of them to be a little frustrating. So something that I don't like about the game, and I know I mentioned this early on, is that the tailing missions are so bad. They're so boring and monotonous. There are certain missions where you have to um, you have to follow somebody for whatever reason it is, whether it's you think they're lying about something, they're committing infidelity, or you're just curious on where they're going. Like it's something you have to follow them, and it's the same. Thing. I, I must have done 40 tailing missions and there's just no difference in between them. So they'll just walk forward like for a minute, constantly look behind them for no reason at all. They have no reason to be suspicious a lot of times. Like they'll just be looking just it's just and you have to you're going and you're at the whim of the computer because I mean if you get too close there's a meter at the top of the screen that fills up. If it fills up all the way you fail um the closer you are to them, the faster that meter fills up. And there's just no way to make it faster. Uh, there are checkpoints throughout, so that's kind of generous. But, like, it, it's just not fun. I got what they were trying to do, but there's just no variation in any of them. Occasionally, someone might run and you might lose them. But, I mean, it's... It's just not fun. It's not fun. There's just no variety. There's no difference in them. You're always walking in the same manner and they're always stopping along the same points. It's just, it really kills the momentum for me. Um, so that's a really weak aspect of the game. Um, I haven't been a huge fan of the combat. A lot of the heat actions aren't as varied as they've been in, pri- in past Yakuza games for some reason. I don't really know what the what it is b- behind that. Usually in Yakuza like Zero, I would say, like you pick up a stapler, that's going to have its own unique heat action. A heat action is like an ultimate move where it's like, if you pick up a a bike, like you might like you'll have a special animation to like fuck somebody up with that bike. Um, or if you put like a, if you get like a, a a traffic cone, you might like get a special animation that can only be done with a traffic cone. Like you might put it on their head and spin around and punch them or something. I don't know something. I'm, I'm making it up, but like it'll be something like that. But here it's like okay, if you pick up a stapler in Yaku in uh, in Judgment, it's probably gonna have the same heat animation as like a like a traffic cone. Or like something along those same lines. Like it's like uh, if it's the same size or general shape, it'll be the same heat action. So there's just not a lot. Oh, of so they it. reuse a lot of animations. Yeah, they reuse a ton of them. It seems like there's like four or five major ones, and they just kind of repeat constantly. 
Um, which is kind of disappointing because like that's part of I mean you're doing so much combat encounter in this game that like you definitely want more variety. Um, but yeah, that that so that's been a little disappointing and I was very upset with the mahjong thing because like and that's just a personal thing. I'm not good at mahjong. I didn't even know I didn't even understand what the fuck mahjong was until like I actually started playing it and then and then I I eventually got it and you know i had to read the instructions like three times just to because it wasn't 100 percent clear what was going on i was going into the game completely cold and um but by through trial and error i eventually got it and mahjong is kind of fun it, it becomes kind of fun after a while um but yeah some of the like one of the friend events was tied to that so i got really upset about it because i was like i could not win a hand the hand that i needed to win for this friend event um and that was really frustrating so i kind of hated that it was tied to that um but it is what it is so yeah i would say most of the friends are really entertaining and really fun there's just a charm and a wit to the game that i'll probably just talk more in depth about next week once i finish it um that i really appreciate about this game but yeah i just want to talk a little bit about like some of the side stuff what you can expect and kind of some of the things that i didn't like because overall i really love this game so i'll probably just like mostly be praising it next week so i just kind of wanted to get the negative stuff kind of out there this week that's pretty cool like i i, I feel like um judgment is i'm and i'm glad that you're 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 playing it and you're giving it you know some time to shine because this, this is the type of game that a lot of people sort of overlook and don't mm-hmm. really like jump into so um if anything that rod has said in over the past weeks or anything he said in this episode uh, if it sounds fun, or if you've liked any of the Yakuza games before, definitely check it out. Because I I can't wait until I pick it up. Like I think it's it's been on it's been on sale recently. It's just that with all of these games that are coming up and the games I'm playing now, like I just I couldn't justify picking up a game knowing that I wouldn't have any time for it. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, that's, that's the thing. It's it's a bit of a commitment. I mean, it's not it's it's not a lengthy game, especially if you just go through the main story. Um, I don't think it's that long. I think it's like twenty hours, which I mean, I guess sounds kind of long. But um, w- in comparison to the rest of these games, like the other Yakuza games, those are like forty hours, thirty, forty hours, um, like double that easily. So yeah, I don't know. Yakuza Zero, I legitimately played that for like eighty to ninety hours. Um, it took me a really long time to get through, but it was so worth it. Um, but this has taken me like a fraction of that time. Um, so, which is nice, you know, I don't, I mean, I, if I can help not spending that much time on it on one game, then I'll gladly take it. But like, I've, I truly have loved, like, despite my qualms, like I've truly loved playing through this game. Nice. And I guess we could sort of segue into what I've been playing because I feel like, um, it's it's weird like playing I, I could play a game finish a game and then i'll sort of like drop it but for some strange reason spider-man has just has me still hooked like i finished the main campaign a couple weeks ago um then last week i was talking about how i was doing the dlc yeah and then now that i'm done with the dlc now i'm doing all the side quests like why can't i put this fucking game down it doesn't Wait, make so you so you I'm did s- you didn't do the side quests no 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 yeah no i didn't like i did some of them but like it's i feel like i sort of did it out of order where like i played through the main quests and did some of like the you know did the dlcs 
And then now I'm going back into like the main quest, like save file. And now I'm like running into characters that are bigger characters in the DLCs. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, oh wait, I guess I was supposed to do this before I did the DLC because now all this makes sense now. Huh. Yeah. I. I. How are you liking the side stuff? It's it's not it's not horrible. Um, like I, I just finished uh, Taskmaster. I've just finished his stuff. Okay. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, like, that was. Cool. I, I was I always enjoy seeing Taskmaster and these type of things. That seemed um, like a tease, like a tease for something in another game. Yeah, I feel like that's that's a it's a heavy tease for like whatever whatever's gonna happen in the sequel. It's either gonna be something where like it's. Um, oh, I don't think it'll be like one of the main things, but it's something that I'm pretty sure they'll touch back up on uh, in a sequel. Um, I did the screwball stuff, um, which she was like a like a really like I think one side mission she was in in the main quest, but then she's like in all the other DLCs as side quests, so you see her a lot. Um, I finished uh, what's his name Tombstone, which I thought was cool. Um, so yeah, so like I'm sort of just running through all these like different characters and stuff right now. So, uh, just sort of seeing how like this world is sort of like we said earlier, how this world is like a living, breathing world and things are still going on. Um, now I will say that now that I'm like trying to, I feel like at this point I'm trying to platinum the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starting to do a lot of the like, you know, base takedowns and like, uh, Having to have to like, luckily I don't. I don't think I have to get gold or get all the things. To, no, you don't. You don't. Yeah, luckily I don't have to, um, which is good because like I'm sort of like just doing them, getting maybe about a silver if uh, majority of the time, and just sort of just moving on to like the next event. Uh, the thing that's going to take me a minute though is the like, crime events. Like I still have to sort yep. of like. That's that's exactly what I told you like a weeks back. I was like, if you're gonna 100% that game or 100% the districts, the last thing you're going to do, and it's gonna suck, is those crime things because you have to just sit and wait. Yeah, and that's and that's what I've done. It's like I'll I'll so, <laughs> it's sort of sort of like a real hero. I'll sort of sit there and sort of chill, and like I'll pull up my phone and like just go on social media. And then I'll hear, like, the uh, police intercom going off saying, hey, such and such is happening over here. I'm like, all right, cool, action. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's cool. Like, look, that stuff is there. You don't have to do it. There's not, like, a huge incentive to, to do it. But, you don't, I mean. You don't have to do it, but this game is so much fun that, like, I want to do it. Like, the last game that I could actually remember, like, platinuming was, I think, Destiny 1. I think that was the last game I platinum, and I, it was even fun platinuming that. I think it was just more or less that I played this game so much, I might as well, <laughs> I might as well get everything in it. That was that type of platinum. I feel like right. the last game that I enjoyed platinuming was either um, Assassin's Creed Two or Assassin's Creed Two Brotherhood. One, it was one of those two, and um, Batman: Arkham City, okay. where I knocked out everything. But you know, once again, these are like open world games that sort of encourage you to like sort of like you know dig deep into things and try and like collect things um but this these games just make it fun like those particular games that i i listed i feel like 
collecting those things were somewhat fun or like you're able to do it along the way of your adventure. Like you, you like a lot of the stuff you really didn't have to go completely out of the way to do, but it's one of those things. Once you finish the game, you're like, well, I might as well just clean up and just, you know, knock out everything. So that's sort of what I'm doing now in Spider-Man. Um, is it weird that I'm unlocking these costumes and I just like the, I, I just use the basic costume, like his, his OG costume that he uses just throughout the story. I don't know if that, I don't know if it's weird, but like that's, I, I feel like that's like the, the best, way, not the best way of playing, but like that's how I prefer to play. No, I, I think I did the same thing. I, I don't think I did anything else. Like, I think you get the ripped up suit at first, right? And then like you get the newer one. Yeah. And then I think I stuck with that the whole time, even though like occasionally I would try one on and go like, oh, that looks cool. And then switch back to the other one. Yeah. So now that I've like completely finished the game, like now I'm sort of swapping between costumes. So, you know, good on Insomniac for giving us costumes and giving us costumes that we didn't have to pay money for. So, you know, that's, you know, it's sad, but it's rare, you know, this day and age to get a game where you don't have to pay extra money for skins. So hopefully they keep that in the sequel. And um, I don't know, like, what do you, anything you want to ask me about, like, just my playthrough for this game? So, well, it was, oh, like the whole thing in general. Um, Yeah. I mean, we kind of went into it last week, but I would say that, um, yeah, okay. So we, we, we did sort of talk about the MJ and Miles stuff last week. Mm-hmm. about but and like kind of how that tied into it do you think would you see that stuff would you like seeing that stuff return okay so um quick spoiler for miles uh throughout the dlc um like they're building more because the dlc of course takes place after the main story um so you know miles knows about peter and has his number they're talking and like uh and they sort of build up to the point where Peter is now like teaching him stuff. So uh, Do you he see gave... that, or is it just all through audio? Yeah, a majority of it's through audio, but they they give you like this super deep, heavy like tease at the end of the last DLC, where uh, Peter's like, um, "Hey, Miles, you know, next th- next time we hang out, just make sure you bring the web shooters." And like, he gets really hyped. So like once you finish the, the DLC campaign, you see a cutscene of uh, Spider-Man and Miles like on top of a building, and Spider-Man jumps. It's like you know he's like, "Hey, keep up!" And Miles then just sort of jumps and like doesn't know what to do. So like he's sort of free falling. But like it's sort of showing that now uh, Peter Parker is now training Miles Morales to be Spider-Man. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool, man. Like, uh, so about so in the next game, I would like to see, and maybe this is just me, but I would like to see less Ubi softification of like the collectibles and stuff. Like, because at some point, like I okay, so I love the side content, like the Taskmaster stuff. Like that's that is cool. That is cool. I'm not super fond of the – and the one reason why I did like the backpack stuff is because some of the deep cuts were so deep that I appreciated them. And they give you um, voice lines for that. That's why I appreciate So, like, after you collect, like, a backpack and it's, like um, 
I don't know, like a broken lens, like a broken mask or something like that. Like yeah. when you go into your um, go into your menu, go to the backpack, like you'll have like something to say about that item. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, exactly. So I, I do kind of hope that in the next game there's it's less about collecting 50 of this or 100 of this or these pigeons or whatever the hell um and i don't know something substantial in the end game like that'd be nice and maybe that's hard to do when the focus is on like it's like this narrative action adventure game like i i get that's not really like they kind of do want people to kind of they expect people to be done with it after a certain point. Um, mm-hmm. Like they don't expect people to play this forever. It's not like a live service game or something, but I personally would like to see um, something that would keep me coming, that, that would keep me coming back. That isn't just a collectible um, at the end of the day. I, I don't know. Is, see, is that how you but, felt? But that's, but that's hard to do. Like, I yeah. feel like, um, I feel like going back through like these side missions and collecting all this stuff, it's not more or less, like the feeling that I have to do it is more or less like of me like scratching an itch. Mm. So to get what I'm saying, so like not so many games really give you that sort of like, you know, collectathon type of feeling. And it sort of like goes back to what I said before about like the last two games that I actually enjoyed platinuming was Arkham City and Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. And both of those games were games that, you know, you just sort of skate through the main game, but then, like, the gameplay loop is so fun in itself that you don't mind, like, still playing and, like, going going through and collecting these things and fighting more people. Like, it's... I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm really getting my value out of this game just because it's just fun to play. Yeah, and, and maybe that's where the disconnect for me is because, like, my value was fulfilled as soon as I finished the story. Like, the story was so good... And, and entertaining and it was exactly what i expected from the beginning that everything else was just extra all the backpacks all the stuff that i did i mean i want i got the plat like the original platinum i don't go for trophies i just i don't do that ever me, me, and that's the thing me neither like i don't have time to go for trophies i don't yeah. have time to collect everything but this is it, like i had the I, I had the moment maybe like a night or two ago where i was like all right i can either edit these photos that I have something I like edit these photos like this is something completely different. But edit these photos I took over the summer, or boot up Spider Man and collect all these fucking pigeons and try, and finally like hunt down Task Taskmaster, and I chose yeah. to do that. Like it's it's I don't know and like I'm I, I I'm not saying I'm not like I'm not the type of person to do that, but like I'm not really the type of person to keep playing a game after I finish it. So like it's sort of refreshing to be sucked back into a game like this because it doesn't typically happen to me. Like I'm typically the type where like, if I play, play through something, and I finish it. Like I'm pretty much done with it. Like I haven't touched Mortal Kombat in months. Uh, I want to go back to division too. I forgot you even sort of, had that. Exactly. Yeah. So like, it's, it's just so weird to me now that I'm like obsessed with this game. Like I love it. And like I'm, I I'm gonna platinum this game. So yeah, I think it's just, I just it's I, fun. I, yeah, it is fun, and I don't want to take away from like what you're saying about it being fun because I do agree generally that it is fun. I think I just started getting burned out 
while I was doing the crime stuff because it was oh, the same oh, thing. I was, like, was going to say, yeah, jury's still out. Like I, <laughs> I still have to do all that crime stuff. So we'll see. We'll see what happens next week. Yeah. Um, I mean, you I'll could be, do it. What I'll be saying. Yeah, I mean, you you could do it, and you'll probably end up doing it, especially because you do like the game so much. You might even you probably like it more than I did. Um, and and I liked it a lot. So like, I I mean, it's just. I left all of that crime stuff for the very last thing. So I was doing nothing but doing that, like for like the last several hours of the game. And I can see, and I can see where that could sort of drive you crazy. Because that's not, that's not like the highlight of the game whatsoever. Right. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, but Hey, it's, it's cool for a first attempt. Excuse me. uh, For Insomniac's first attempt uh, at this game. And just, in general, I, I mean, they they hit they they knocked, they, out they knocked yeah, yeah yeah yeah. I was thinking like, did they hit a triple? Maybe no. Nah, I think that's just a homer. It's they just yeah yeah. Um, so. Because like I, like you know, it, I'm excited for them to do a sequel. I'm hoping for them to maybe branch out and it's like like they were saying like this is supposed to be like the beginning of the Marvel video game universe. Like after playing through this game, pumping in all these hours, like I am ready. For them to make a universe of you know games like this, um, especially if like it's different heroes in the same type of like you know uh, gameplay mechanics and loops, like an open world, like I'm I'm for it. But like I said, Spider Man, great game. Uh, if I played it last year, that I feel like as much as I'm gushing about this game, it would have definitely been a, my game of the year last year if I played mm. it in time. Yeah, I think it made my top five. I want to say, yeah, yeah. So. So, all right, so there's that. And then another game that I'm giving time to, only because I know it's going to be overshadowed by the time this episode comes out, is I'm playing um, War... I'm still playing Wargroove on my Switch. Oh, yeah, that's that's done. That's done next week. Yeah, so... Which, which know, sucks, because I like that game a lot. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, I, I'm really enjoying this game, because, like, it's... I feel like... Uh, I, mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's a strategy game, so, like, I like being able to like come up with moves and try and anticipate what the enemy is going to do but then yeah. something sort of switches up and then like all of a sudden my uh captain is surrounded by enemies and I'm like oh shit <laughs> what am I going to do here yeah. so like I've had a couple of moments where you know things look bad but then I remembered hey wait if I go to um like a like one of like the bases or whatever I can heal myself that's something that completely like saved me in the last chapter was being able to heal your uh your units because i completely forgot you could do that wait wait save your units what do you mean no like uh like heal heal up so like oh you, oh yeah, yeah if you go to like one of the your the bases that you have you could uh you know with like the cost oh, of right. gold you know right. get some health back yeah at the expense of your fortification right or something exactly like that. yeah so yeah that Definitely helped me out the last chapter, but um, I mean it's a fun game. It's uh, like like we've said before, uh, Wargroove is on the Switch. I think it's on. I know Switch. I think PC. I'm not sure PC. about other. I'm not sure about any. It's not in on any other consoles, is it? Uh, it's coming to PS4. It's not out yet. Okay, but um, if you if you've had a itch for anything like Advance Wars or anything like that, yeah. Um, this is a straight-up spiritual successor. <laughs> yeah. 
this game will definitely do it for you. Um, unfortunately, though, as of like this game, uh, as of this episode coming out, my time will be completely taken up by Fire Emblem, like completely all, all ninety hours. Oh man! But um, just thinking to, to what I'm saying about Wargroove, um, I don't know. Like it's it's an it's it's really straightforward. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not sure how long the campaign is going to be. Uh, do you know if there was like a rough estimate on it? I, I don't. Um, that's certainly something that I can look up here in a second. But I don't know how long it is. But I do know I have heard like even when it first came out that it's pretty lengthy, especially for a game like this. I don't oh. know how many chapters. Oh, shoot. It out, Damn. But. Yeah, because I'm I'm I think I'm just now hitting Act Three. It was like like Chapter Three or something? Chapter Three or something like that? Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. As, uh, from the sounds of that, sounds like I probably won't finish this game in time. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen unless you just like do nothing for the next couple of days but play this game. Yeah, that's um, not gonna happen. <laughs> so I mean, uh, how long to beat tells me that it's the main story is nineteen hours. Mm, I'd say I'm maybe four hours in, if okay. that. Yeah, I mean you're f- further in than I am. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm probably not gonna finish this because, like, I I started uh, doing like the side quests that pop up after you finish a mission, but then at some point, like, I got completely destroyed in a side quest, and I was like, yeah, fuck this. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna what, stick to the, was to the, the main. What was the side quest? It was um, you're playing as the I guess like the grass commander. I don't remember his name. Okay. But then you're you're going against like another person from that like territory. Okay. And, and I just I just made honestly I just made foolish decisions and I just got surrounded. <laughs> so, so it, it wasn't even it wasn't even more or less of like the difficulty of the level. It was just me being an idiot. This honestly. Is probably a stupid question I should know the answer to, but is there permadeath in this game? Uh no, there isn't. Okay. Okay. Because yeah, no, I mean it's not something that you would really care for because I feel like um once your commander dies, it's the game over. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. And so far I feel like there's only one commander versus another commander. Like I haven't I haven't been in a mission where there are multiple commanders. You right. Yeah, that might come later. Yeah. Or hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, that's sad though, man. Because I mean, I've liked the little bit that I've played so far. I've only played like a couple hours, but um, but it's such a competent, more than competently made. It's just it's super well crafted, and and it it's made with clearly a lot of love and reverence towards Advance Wars. Um, that it's you know it's not a carbon copy; it's its own thing. But it just it's reminiscent of that that style, that feeling that. You know, it's it's irresistible, really. Like it's it it is difficult to put down. Um, and so you know, it's it's kind of a funny timing that we both chose to get this game around the same time when, like, you know, you're about to be enraptured with Fire Emblem, and I'm, you know, playing through Yakuza games. Um, so yeah, man, I, I don't know. It's, it's it's cool though. It's a neat game. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's just unfortunate that I won't be able to. I'll try to finish it in time. To sort of give like a you know full review on it, but like there's no promises there. Yeah. No, and like I and I picked and it's crazy. I picked up like some other games, but just haven't had a chance to because like uh, like we said, like over the past month, 
there's been a bunch of, you know, summer sales through, you know, PlayStation Network or the eShop or, you know, Steam. Um, like, I, I picked up uh, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, but... Oh, did I, you? Yeah, I don't see myself playing it. I mean, I, I started it, and I think, like, the concept and everything is pretty cool. Oh, it's so good. <sighs> but, yeah, Fire Emblem, my man, Fire Emblem. Dude, uh, I did not know you picked that game up. Like, that... Now, you want to talk about that game? I could talk about that game all day. That, <laughs> that I mean, that was the first game I got with my Switch, was, was oh, that. Okay. It, yeah, it was like it was it was one of the games. So what made me get my Switch was it was um, Mario Odyssey uh, because that game was coming out in what November I think or mm-hmm. something. And I was like, I need a Switch for this game. I, I need one. Like I'm not going to miss this game. And I bought. I ended up buying the Switch in like September, I think, um, because it, in preparation for it. And I was like, ah, I might as well just get it now because I saw Kingdom Battle come out for it. And I was like, that looks wacky and i kind of like it so i checked it out and you know i bought it on a kind of on a whim not really i, I don't like rabbits i just adaptively dislike the rabbits um but so i was kind of not wanting to to play them or with them at all and i just thought the concept of mario with a gun was so fucking insane that like i just needed to see it with like it was a joke that people made like all the times, like what if Mario had a gun? Like he's just blasting everybody. That's what he's doing in this game. He like, he literally has a gat, like a laser gat, and he's just just blowing people away. And it's beautiful. Like <laughs> honestly, um, it's it's funny. It's actually it's actually funny. And I don't find those rabbit things at all humorous. But like in this game, it's like they tighten their shit up with Nintendo. Like they were like, okay, we have to actually be charming. And they they are. Like they're really like kind of adorable sometimes. If and that's kind of weird to say cuz like That's really weird to say cuz these things are like almost borderline nightmare fuel. Yeah, yeah, a lot of times they are, but like but even like so the the idea of the peach rabbit when I first saw it, it was like I was okay. hilarious. I laughed cuz cuz you see that in like one of the opening cut scenes. Right. So I think like when they showed it off during E3, I was like, okay, that's going to be cute for like five seconds and then it's going to get really old like immediately afterwards. And I was like, I'm not looking forward to playing through a whole game with that. But no, like it's actually like that's it's one of my favorite. Like she's one of my favorite rabbits is is that one um, because she's just funny throughout. And um. Yeah, like I, I don't know, man. It, it's the gameplay itself. It's also insanely addicting. Like there are some really difficult encounters later on, but I very rarely felt like it was unfair. I completed the game as well. Like I mean, it, so it's not like it's impossible. And I'm not like a god at these games. I'm I'm okay. Um, but I, I managed to to complete it just using like, you know brain power honestly was what got me through a lot of them um and but it feel, it's it's and i say that because it, it it's one of those very interesting strategy games that truly does rely on um your on on strategy to to win instead of just brute forcing your way through things or just super leveling your characters and just like mowing down people um but it's 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 so satisfying to get like you know, Luigi as a sniper character and using him in the back, but using, like, uh, maybe your heavy hitter in the front. Like, it's just, you can have so many cool combinations. It's a sweet game, dude. I really hope you go back to it. Yeah, after, yeah. I and mean, 
and like I said, like a little bit that I have played, like I could see myself enjoying this game. But you know, Fire Emblem Three Houses, man, like that's. I'm so excited for this game. I can't wait to hear you talk about it because you've been talking about this <laughs> game for like probably since we restarted the show. Yeah. So. Wait, have I? Yeah, almost. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'll hopefully it'll live up to it. Yeah. But a uh, quick side note, or not side note, but last like quick game that I've I have, I've played uh, over the past week. I feel like it's a like a pretty cool game to sort of like pull out whenever you're. I want to say like at a like at a party, but like I was I was at a um a friend's like it was sort of like a kickback slash home like a housewarming slash birthday party for someone else. And, um, like, after, you know, the people that were playing Smash got off of playing Smash, um, I was like, hey, like, I have uh, Super Mario uh, Maker on my Switch. You know, let's 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 crank that and see what's going to happen. And when I say, like, that's one of the most, like, entertaining things of seeing people, like, pass the controller trying to, like, get through some of these levels, it's, it's really entertaining. Like... <laughs> Like, I sort of wish I took videos of uh, just, just people trying to get through levels and then, like, people, like, working together to try and figure out how to, like, get through a level is another really cool thing. Wow, because, like, cool. Yeah, and, like, this is all based off of, like, the story mode missions. We haven't, we didn't even jump into oh, online. Yeah, okay. so, like, we didn't even, yeah, jump online, like, that's that's a whole different beast in itself. Because I feel like all of those levels are actively trying to frustrate you. Yes. Yeah, so I was like, you know what? Let's just do story mode. These, you know, should they they should have like a clear point on how to get through them. But um, it's just it's a fun time. Yeah, so I need, I need to go back to that. Yeah, so like if you um, if you have a switch, and that I mean, I, honestly, if you have a switch and you if you could tolerate, I even say tolerate, but like if you could, if you could, yeah, if you could tolerate like losing a couple of like a lot to be honest um but like getting the satisfaction of finishing a level like if that sort of like washes all of the salt away then definitely pick up this game because it's fun and it's and it's also fun watching people rage on it too <laughs> always a key point yeah but that's what i got this week man very nice that's a that's a nice spread it's a nice spread of games yeah so um, we're going to go ahead and go into the news for the rest of this episode. Um, we have a, a couple of cool uh, topics to talk about this week. Um, I guess, uh, Rod, let's have you start off with the first topic. Yeah, I'll go ahead and start off here. So I just want to mention that uh, Grand Theft Auto Online still going. It's I was gonna still going. What, what year is it? Right. <laughs> I don't know anymore, to be honest, because it, this thing is still going. It's still going strong. Um, it, well, the reason why I wanted to bring it up is because they have actually Rockstar has released their newest update. It's called the Diamond Casino and Resort update, and you know, sounds cool, right? You know, it's like oh, they're adding a casino, adding a resort. Sounds harmless, right? Harmless completely. Mm-hmm. So they added the casino to this game. Um, one that actually you can use real money for. Um, that sounds kind of problematic. So the thing about it, this is that the thing immediately to know is that you cannot directly use your money on casino games. So this casino update has let me let me 
I paint the broader picture here. So you go into the space, this casino, this literal casino space, where you have things like uh, poker, blackjack, slot machines. Uh, I don't know if there's horse racing. There might be. I'm not. I'm actually not sure if there is. Uh, but but a lot of those type of things, the stereotypically uh, that you would, what you would think roulette, things like that. Like they're all like these are games and activities that are in the casino proper. So um, each chip, and you can cash in, uh, you have chips that you're using on, like, to bet with. Now, you cannot use your real money to go directly into there, but you can use uh, in-game purchases to spend, or to spend on uh, chips, which you, which then you can spend on there. So it's like a little bit of a proxy between actually gambling your real money. I mean, it's still gambling. It's still your real money, but it's like kind of that buffer in between. Um, so I believe that's how it works. I have not played it myself yet. This is just off of reports that multiple reports that have been playing this game already, but I just wanted to mention it because I just think I, I'm, I'm curious. Like I'm curious what the discussion around this is going to be in the next you know, week or so once, you know, people start getting their hands on this and really start digging into what this means for AAA gaming. Um, I mean, Rockstar are kind of the purveyors of, of that. Um, we've seen them try to evolve and grow and, and this GTA online thing is continues to make them a shit ton of money um, every single year. And I think it's a very, weird precedent to set when we're enabling gambling uh through our video games um i mean some people might have the argument of like you know oh it's rated m for mature so like clearly you know uh but that but the, the rating thing, honestly, like working through you know retail and and literally seeing parents buy like a 12 year old or even younger you know rated m games it's it's honestly not really a thing that really deters people um and then you know a lot of parents you know they they'll they'll let the kids you know play grand theft auto uh they'll let them play grand theft auto online so now they're open to you know gambling which which you know, I mean, like, you, like you said it's not it's not like you know you're putting your money straight into like a, a a thing where you can win money like actual money back like it's they sort of have the proxy where you're spending real money like you you could but you could spend your in-game money like you that you've played or that you've uh you've uh, you know you've gotten since then since playing you can use that already so it's not like they're forcing you to buy a new currency but you know, a lot of people they want they're gonna want to jump in. They're gonna want to like you know get money to sort of like have like a good start, and it's gonna be pushed that way, um, right? And and they're they've so I, I do want to circle back around to what you just said too because um, so I don't even think that like genuinely that it's even about an age thing. Um, for for me, it's like more of an idea that like gambling okay so if we're going to allow this in general like there's going to be a point where people namely legislators take a look at this and say we should probably do something about that and 
you know, we're we're going to get that in in games. Like they're going to get regulated in that way, you know. Um, and and I don't. And that could lead to maybe not so good things in the future. <laughs> um, so that is where my primary concern lies is just like how, why and how we are pushing um, pushing this uh, just in terms of the potential for where this for where this can go in the future. Um, what one of the interesting things I think Rockstar is doing right now is, and I don't mean interesting as in good or bad at the moment, but you know how it works is you know you get one thousand free chips um, every day that you can use to to, to actually gamble away. Um, you can buy up to fifty thousand chips at a time. Um, they do make you wait a short period of time before buying more. Um, that's directly from the Kotaku report about this. Um, so I don't know what that's period of time is but they do make you wait um each chip is worth one dollar uh in gta money um, but i don't know what it is in real life money so i don't know what you have to actually buy uh here or or in here um you may even have to you may even buy like like currency, like actual currency, like in-game currency to use on chips. Because I don't know if their option is for the chips themselves, but um, you like you know how they have shark money or shark something, shark yeah, credit, shark, yeah, shark cards, yeah, the shark cards. Like I know you could like use your money for that, go use shark cards to go buy chips and things like that. Like I think that's how they're trying to do it. Um, but there's they are trying to Rockstar is trying to regulate like how much people can do um at a time but i mean who knows like who knows if that increases decreases at a certain point i mean i think it's an interesting social experiment but i i don't know it, it, we're getting into murky territory here like yeah and and just and like we said before um like you can't cash out for real world money like it's right. all tied into the you know grand theft auto online experience but like you said like if this is allowed to like you know spread and like just thrive like what's what's to stop any other developer into doing something else like even more drastic like this yeah. is like the is this is the the you know the like opening pandora's box i guess for this type of thing because like oh, sort of because sure. because sort of talking uh before the show um i was i brought up the point that um if you'd look at the Pokemon games, like historically, uh, red and blue, yellow had the game corner, uh, gold, silver had a game corner, but just over time because of like governments and like how it would have affected the rating for the game. They've over time, they sort of changed like the slot machines and blackjack into, you know, like a card flip game or a memory game. And then eventually they just straight up took the game corners out. So when you look at uh, remakes like Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, that, you know, you can't take out the game corner because it was part of, like, the story and, like, what happened in the game. Uh, when you go into the game corner in this game, in, in Heart Gold, not Heart Gold, but in um, Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, instead of being able to gamble, uh, they'll just say, hey, you know, there's no chips left. Or there's some sort of, like, runaround to why you can't actually play on the machines. So it's it's to the point now where like now Game Freak just doesn't even want to mess with it. So 
who was was I mean, what's to say like if if this is allowed, whether or not they let you do it in another game? Which I feel like Game Freak, they sort of like they they know their market and they don't really need to do something like this anymore. So I I don't see Pokemon coming back with like a gambling game, which is more or less like what's going on with like the arguments with loot boxes and how that's gambling. I feel like that's where, you know, is really going to open up Pandora's box. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like we, I mean, there's nothing we really can't do, but wait and see. I mean, look over 50 countries can't play this game right now because of the content in it. Um, Yeah. There's, countries that like they could play grand theft auto online but when it comes to this update like the game says this feature is not available to you exactly exactly um so i don't know it, it just seems like a self-awareness with like the <laughs> with the uh, the the triple a industry right now is just it's insane it it, it, it truly is like it's weird. So uh, we're going to look into it some more. Um, I might even consider like installing it just to see, or at least well, I'm, I need, I'm going to watch some videos on this. Um, just, I, I have to see what it is, what's going on, like how this community develops. Um, if people from the outside even notice, like people who aren't into Grand Theft Auto at all, um, like if they're going to, um, like what it's going to be. Maybe it's not all that scummy at the end of the day. Maybe it is. I don't, we don't really know. I'm just, I just wanted to put the conversation out there just because I thought it was interesting. Um, so. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it's a developing story. We'll see what happens. We'll see if, um, we'll see like, cause I, like, I've heard stories of people playing already and like them winning like a ton of money in the game. So, I don't know if that's because it just dropped and they're trying to get people excited, but that sort of goes back to like what real world casinos do. Right. And, like, exactly. they, and they'll make it seem like everything is all good. You can win money and then they'll suck people in. And then you have people like me that have muck luck and they goes like a hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Grand Theft Auto is literally one of the biggest games of all time. So, um, I mean, this isn't just some, some, some small, you know, flash in the pan thing, you know? So, I mean, what they do is, is influential to what other people do. So, I mean, that's, that's the main reason why I'm interested, um, to keep my eye on this and, and see what's going on. So, yeah. All right. We'll see. All right. So next up, uh, we have, I guess we can sort of talk about, uh, Nintendo has been in the news lately, um, with the joy cons, and uh, like I've had issues with Joy-Con, I've had issues with my Joy-Cons. Maybe not want to say since Jump, but like I, I want, I'd say when Odyssey did come out, I was like, yeah, yeah this is I'm having, I'm, I'm, I'm not really getting like the right feedback playing with the Joy-Cons, and like the game sort of, I want to say it forces you to play with the Joy-Cons, but like it highly encourages you to yeah. play with them, yeah, to like do certain animations and do certain things. But it got to the point where I was like, no, this is stupid. Let me just use my Pro Controller. But, but. <laughs> um, but so many people have had these issues. It's widespread. Um, and Nintendo, they see it. And I guess it's more or less because they see that it's an issue that everyone's having. So 
uh, Nintendo's actually, um, if you contact their customer support, um, before they used to ask, you know, proof of purchase and you need like receipts. But it turns out that now they're like, hey, if you have any issues with the Joy-Con, like, you know, you can go ahead and get it sent in and they'll fix it. Right, right. So, I, I, which I think is a, I mean, that's a pretty cool solution, right? Like, this is what we want. Like, we want, we want solutions like this quickly, like, or not even just quickly, but just in general. Like, we want companies, like big companies, like this, to realize that this is a real problem that they should put uh, time and resources into making sure that this doesn't happen, um, and to allocate those same resources to fixing it if there is a problem. Yeah. So that's you know that's cool. Um, so if you have Joy Cons, you have issues with it, definitely go through uh, Nintendo customer support, get that squared away. Me, I have two pairs of Joy Cons, so I'm thinking maybe I'll send one in, have my other pair, and then once the new pair come back, swap them out. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you do make a good point though. It does depend on I guess how long, like how often do you use like your Joy Cons by themselves. But I mean, at the same time, like you want your shit to work, you know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, cool stuff though. Good, good on, good on Nintendo. I mean, you know, I don't want to pat them on the shoulder too much because I mean, it shouldn't happen anyway. But I mean, but the fact that, that they're trying to react um, swiftly is appreciated. Yeah, because it was definitely something that I've I've been seeing like repeatedly on like gaming forums on gaming websites so hey guys listen if you make enough noise things can happen yes absolutely all right so next up we have some overwatch news so i'll I'll have i'll have you head this one off yes yes i'll take over here so overwatch man there's a lot of interesting stuff going on lately we've got the new hero sigma he is a new tank in the game which is very exciting to me. Um, I mostly play tanks, um, play a little bit of support, and very rarely DPS, mostly because, you know, you never need a DPS. Uh, more on that in a second. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, Sigma looks awesome, man. He's a Talon tank. Uh, Talon is the evil force in the Overwatch lore. Um, he's got like kind of an unstable personality, which makes him. Um, he's kind of unpredictable, and he is. Uh, he's got a barrier. He's got a shield. I need to look up more of his his move set, but he has a couple of cubes that he throws at people. Um, it does damage. Uh, they bounce off walls. Um, I'm not sure if it ricochets and hits for additional damage. I'm not it, sure if they do. So yeah, they they ricochet. They do. Oh, okay, so. He's got a barrier that he can throw. Like he could project a barrier. So almost like how Symmetra used to have the um like her throwing shield, I guess. Like she used to be able to project those out. Um he it's basically that, but it's way bigger. Um it's like fifteen hundred health, I think, or something. So it's like hefty. Um and he can recall it any at any time. Um I've already seen. I have seen a couple of really sick plays with him. Um, yeah, he he looks really nice. He looks like a main tank to me. Main tank is someone who can create space for your team, and he looks like he can do that pretty well. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how he integrates into the roster. Um, and he's coming out really soon, like more soon than I thought 
or sooner than I thought he would because Jeff Kaplan was very adamant about this character coming later. But, I mean, he's on the PTR as of this week, so super exciting. Um, but what I'm even more excited about is something that I have wanted in this game almost since its inception, almost since competitive play first came out. So what they're going to do is they are introducing, and they're doing in this, this in the Overwatch League first, but they are introducing Roll Lock. So that means two, two, two. That's two tanks, two supports, two healers, or two, two tanks, two TPS. Um, so that's a big thing. That's a game changer because it's really meant to combat the GOATS meta. And GOATS is three tanks, three support. Um, typically like a Reinhardt, Zarya, maybe D.Va, and then like, or Hog, and then like Brig, um, Lucio, and maybe like Ana or something. So this was dominant. This was a dominant form of competitive play that Blizzard is finally addressing. Um, now, most people aren't going to experience that because we're just not playing on that level. But it is very annoying to be playing a competitive game and have people just switch with no communication to you, the player, or your the rest of your team whatsoever. So if you actually have, like, a balanced comp and somebody switches off of, like, Mercy and goes, like, Genji or something for no reason, that can't happen anymore. So what's going to happen is that you're going to be locked into the role that you select before you start the match. You're gonna, it's going to ask you what you want to play. Okay, so you're going to say, hey, I want to play DPS, all right? So if you play DPS, that's fine, except that, you know, your queue might be a little longer because everybody wants to play DPS, right? So uh, you m will get rewarded. They're not saying what the rewards are. I assume that's something like an extra loot box or something. But if you choose to play the less... Uh, the less requested role or or the less filled role, you may get a reward. Um, so that might be cool come event time when you want to get like extra loot boxes or something. That might be cool. Okay, but that's perfect. That's perfect for me because I play support. So <laughs> I'll take all the extra things I can get. To be honest with you, I think support will probably be the second most filled. I think tank will be the least filled. I, I we never seem to get tanks on our in our games. People never want to play tank for some reason. Hmm. Um, they, especially main tank, like we can never find Reinhardt's or Winston's or or Orissa's. Like those are always the last slots to get filled up. I'll see a Zenyatta or Mercy before I see one of those. Usually, um, not all the time, but usually. But uh, yeah, I would I would imagine, like you said, to support or tank roles to kind of like fluctuate and to be like. You know, one of the two will be the least filled roles. But even more exciting than that is that we are getting role specific SR. So that's season ranking. I think that's what that means, right? Season ranking. Yeah. Um, so that uh, over 800 hours in this game, and I didn't know that SR was season ranking. Cool. Um, so yeah, that's super exciting because that basically means that if you're good at DPS, You'll be placed high at DPS. You might be placed at master's level. And if you're bad at support, then you might get silver or gold, you know? Um, ah, gold's not bad at the game. That's that's mean. It's like bronze or something. Like, if you're bad, you'll be, like, bronze. So, but that's exciting, though, because you, if I feel like playing 
McCree and I know I have a gold tier McCree, then my SR is going to reflect that. And I'm not going to get placed at like, even though my, my account might be a diamond because I play like, you know, a diamond level Zarya or something or as diamond level Mercy. Like, I'm not going to be placed in diamond games playing a character that I'm bronze at or a role that I'm only bronze at. Um, so that's really exciting. Like that is something that I think is going to be beneficial for everyone. Um, it, it may cost less Smurfs. Who knows? I don't know. But um, I, I think it's Smurfs. By the way, if you don't know, there are accounts that somebody creates with the intention of uh, playing at lower ranks to play with their friends or whatever it is. Just play with a hero, one trick a hero um, that they want to play. So I don't know, Mick Chris. Like this is really exciting to me. I can't wait till these changes get implemented. They're going to be in the league first, and then on September first, um, they are going to be available for everybody. It's going to be yeah. a quick. I mean, to. it's it's pretty big because they're they're cutting this season short so that they can implement it. Yes, yes, they are. They're cutting the season short. Um, it's going to be implemented across comp and quick play. So, yeah, it, it's going to be very interesting. Now that that does allow for less quote unquote creative. Uh, comps. I mean, you won't be able to triple up or quad up on anything if you absolutely need to. Which I mean, some of those comps can work sometimes, but um, but I I mean, ultimately, I think this is going to be good. I think it's going to be healthy for the community. It's going to create less toxic games. People are going to have roles, and they're gonna they're not going to be pressured into anything in the middle of the game because there's nothing worse than going into a game. And you're all kind of looking at each other going like, well, what do you play? Well, what do you play? What do you play? Nobody knows what the hell they play. Um, and they all just – and we all fail miserably. Well, we I mean it's also going to stop – like let's say, for example, like I'm doing really well as like a support in the match. But then all of a sudden I realize that people are swapping off. And, like, all of a sudden, we have no DPS. Now, I'm not, you know... Because me, I'm the type of person where, like, if, uh, you know, at the beginning of the match, I'm looking at what people are picking, and I'll flex. Like, I'll choose based off of what other people are choosing. Exactly. Right. Now, I'm not forced to do that. Now, like, if someone says they're going to DPS, they're going to stick to DPS, and I can stick to, you know, either being a tank or a healer. Exactly. Exactly. So... I, and that's beautiful. That is a great example of what we need um, and, and why I think something like this is going to work. So I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it, man. Yeah, I think it's uh, I feel like it's going to be good for, you know, the competitive scene, because like you're saying, uh, literally everyone ran goats and those aren't really like the most, you know, entertaining games to watch. Exactly. Honestly. So. I feel like with uh, Overwatch League's move into, like, really pushing forward, like, next season, we're going to have, like, like the games are going to be played at home. Like, they really want to make these uh, games more appealing to just people that are passing by and just watching. Like, they're trying to get more people into it. So, uh, I feel like this is the perfect way of doing it. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. So, um yeah, that's that's all I really have to say about Overwatch. Um, yeah, that's I I will say that I know that when Sigma was announced, there was a little bit of backlash on Twitter about you know the, you have the crowd of people that you know they're still looking for a person like a female uh, person of color. To oh be right. In the game. Yeah. Right. So um, well, I, I mean, we've got Sombra. I mean, it's not enough. Obviously, we need more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess Sombra is Sombra it. 
Sombra and um, I go Symmetra. Symmetra, yeah. Oh. But I think more more specifically, they were looking for like an African American. Ah, got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, uh, yeah, we definitely need that. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, for sure, absolutely. We need more. We need more people of color, just in general. Um, I mean, I, I've been really happy with like Baptiste and Doomfist. Uh, those have been like the additions to the cast, um, and they've been black. But yeah, I would like to see some some female representation for sure. Yeah, so we'll see. You know what they do down the road, and like I, I, I. I have faith in and the Overwatch team. Like I, I, I know they'll, you know, they'll they'll do right by us. Yeah, I think so. All right. So last up, oh man, this is <laughs> we're gonna talk about Stadia. Oh boy, here we go. Now you're rubbing your hands together right now. See, so but here's the thing. So over time, like people, like people bring up really good points on why they're not excited for Stadia. And I totally see it. Granted, I'm still like, you know, a true believer <laughs> of this platform. And I really, I really hope, want, hope and want this platform to do well. But um, let's just jump into it. So if you don't know, Google Stadia is, uh, it's Google's uh, new answer to streaming, like online, like streaming gaming like you you'll be able to uh stream your games on your computer stream it on your tv stream it on your phone tablet whatever screen whatever hardware so like if you have anything from a chromebook that could barely run solitaire uh all the way to you know a five thousand dollar gaming pc you'll be able to play whatever game you want as long as you have you know a fast internet connection and you have the data cap for it so for some people, that sounds really cool. For a lot of people, uh, you know, they're worried about, you know, for one, data caps. Uh, another thing they're worried about is whether or not if Google sticks with, you know, this product, whether or not their investment will be worth it down the line. All, you know, really good, uh, you know, like red flags for people who are like, oh, I don't really know about this. Right. Like I like I I understand, but just I I think I'm more so excited about like just the future of the cypher product. I'm I'm not looking at what the product that they're showing us right now, but like what it could potentially can be. And with it being backed by Google, they have the money for it. I feel like they have the infrastructure for it. I feel like you know down the road this could be a really cool product. So. I just want to like put that out there. Sort of yeah, preface preface all that. Yeah, uh, and preface to say that you know, yes, I you know I pre-ordered the Founders Edition and everything, so I'll, like I'll be in I'll be in the thick of it once this you know releases this November. So I'll let you all know uh, whether or not it's worth it, what my impressions are. So definitely stay tuned to that. But um, over this past week. Um, one of the developers for Stadia actually did a AMA on Reddit. And on if you don't know, uh, an AMA is Ask Me Anything, where you know, a person you know, makes a thread, uh, people could come in, ask whatever the question they want, and you know, if the person that's running the AMA sees it and they feel like answering it, they'll answer it. And typically, you can either get really good things out of these things or you can get really bad things. But um, I feel like this sort of opened our eyes on a couple of things. So um, a couple of things that they, I'm just going to sort of read down a list of a couple of things confirmed 
in this uh, AMA, but they've confirmed that uh, voice chat and parties have been confirmed. Uh, achievements have been confirmed, but not available at launch. Family sharing has been confirmed, but not available at launch. So family sharing, that of course is like if you have an account, but then you also want to share an account with someone else. So similar to what you do with like Spotify, like family sharing or Netflix and stuff like that, you could, you'll be able to do that with Stadia down the road. Um, so this is one of the big ones that sort of opened my eyes a little bit was that, uh, they, the developer straight up went out and said that, uh, Think of Stadia Pro not being the Netflix of games, but more or less like uh, like PlayStation Network or uh, Xbox Live Gold, where you're paying for, you know, give or take a free game a month. Okay. And that's sort of going to grow as long as you're a subscriber. So that's going to start off with Destiny 2. So that's coming with the Founders Edition. Um, so... Uh, you'll have these games that are added to that catalog as long as you're a subscriber. So let's say, uh, like with me, I have the Founders Edition. So I have three free months. You know, I'm getting Destiny. Uh, whether or not they decide to add new games, you know, within those three months, uh, if so, I'll get them. But let's say I decide, hey, I'm not really using Stadia Pro. I'm gonna let the subscription run out. Okay. I won't. I won't be able to play Destiny 2 anymore. So, so I mean, it truly is like a, to me, it is a rental service, right? Like, I mean, you're hesitating. You're (laughs) hesitating. So, all right. So it's, I mean, I I, I see where it's, it's, uh, it's sort of, it's Netflix. It's it's it's, not, it's it's not really Netflix. how, How is it not? So it's more close, like that's sort of like what the developer said. It's more close to uh, PlayStation Plus. It, that's the same thing, though. It's... I, it, see, no. So when I when I thought Netflix for games, I was thinking of like how you know, like how Ubisoft has like this, like they develop like their uh, subscription service. How sure. Xbox has, you know, the um, uh, what do they call their program? The Xbox um, Games Pass. The, yeah, the Games Game Pass. Pass. Yeah. Yeah, so that's when I think of like Games Pass, when I think of the UPlay, whatever they're calling it, uh, that's Netflix for games, where you have like a set list of games that you could just jump in and play as long as you're subscribed to it. So with them, with them pulling back saying that, you know, you're only going to have, you know, get access to like this one game. And you have to be a subscriber that next month to get that next game to sort of add to that library. I don't know. Like, that's that's not really the Netflix for games that I was sort of hoping for. So I sort of, I don't know, like, I really hope that down the road they give some sort of, like, Xbox Games Pass type of service where you can just jump in and play a game. Because when they first announced it, that's sort of like what they made it sound like. They made it sound like, oh, if you watch a trailer of Assassin's Creed Origins and you're like, oh, this is a pretty cool game. I want to play it. You could just jump into it. But now it's pretty much set in stone where like, yeah, if you see this trailer for a game, yeah, you could play it. But you have to buy it off of the store. And then play it. So, I don't know. It's It's... 
I don't know, man. That seems like a stretch to me. What? Like, wait, what's the stretch? I just, the, just the whole them saying, I, 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 okay. So everything you just said, I just don't see how that is a is a lot different from Netflix on games. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand how that is any different. Like every what you, the example that you just gave. And, and I mean, like a, a Netflix for games would be like what the Game Passes. I'd, I'd consider that more of a Netflix for games than what PlayStation Plus does, where they give you the free games, like one or two games per month, while you're still a member. And then, of course, like when you when it runs out, you can't play those games. So you're saying the di- the main difference. So what you've been saying, like the main difference is is the catalog of games that you the, have at once That's available to you. Exactly. I, I mean, but you still you're. Yeah, sure. I all right. So you're not at the whim of like, but I mean the thing is like Netflix at this up to this point as of this recording in 2019, like they haven't they haven't taken they're not going to take their own series off, right? So if you if you're if you get invested in a Netflix series, um, and eventually this is how it's going to go because Netflix is investing. I mean. I don't want to get too far off topic, but like, I mean, Netflix is investing in its own series for a reason, so they don't have to take anything away. Like the so the only reason things go away is because the contract runs out with certain uh, studios. So you know, with like The Office is a great example. That show is going away January one, twenty twenty one, because NBC is making their own streaming service. And they have the rights to it, and their con- their Netflix contract runs out. And why would they sign it and have the Office be on a, a competing network? And what when they could get people who genuinely only watch the Office using their Netflix subscription to sub to the NBC streaming model anyway? It's the only reason that those those products disappear from that service. So eventually, in a few years, what Netflix wants to do is only have. Uh, Netflix originals, so they don't have to take anything off. So it's so basically, it will be basically this. Like it's it's it'll be that. Like my thing is, and I'm not even saying it's like a bad thing. Like this technology behind Stadia is cool, but I don't know how interested I am in spending sixty dollars on something, like buying the game, buying the full game. And then having to pay the subscription on top of that, and then all of a sudden I don't pay the subscription for a couple months because, like, I can't or something for some reason or I don't want to anymore or whatever. And, like, that's it. Like, so well, that's no, no, no. All right. So, all right. So, yeah. So, all right. That, that was cleared out. So, like, what you just said, you go out, you buy a game, okay. 60 bucks, and then your subscription runs out. Since you paid for the game, then you can still play it on the base stadia. Stadia Pro, Stadia Pro is only for if you want, you know, the 4K, uh, 5.1 surround sound. Um, if you want like that high end specs. So how base is base? Like, what are we talking about? Like 1080p or something? Ten, yeah, ten, 1080p, 60 frame stereo. Which for a lot of people, like, like I feel like for me, I don't need 4K. Like, if I could get 60 frames, I'm happy with it. When it comes down to sound, as long as it sounds good, I'm good. I don't really need like the full surround sound. But having that option is cool, but um, that's not something that like I need. So if if when it I, I see like this is for the person that if they don't want to um, 
if they don't want to like pump like pumping a bunch of money into like a gaming PC, but they want the option to get those type of graphics, that's for them. Or if they just want to be able to play a game anywhere or anywhere that has decent in- internet connection, they could do that as well. So let's say if like for work you travel a lot, but you you're you're traveling in places where you'll be able to connect to the internet. You'll be able to, you know, play your games on the go. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I I'm a, I'm I'm skeptical, but I am excited by the technology, just the idea of being able to do that, like being able to be on the go, like you just said, um just doing it in a browser with a good internet connection like with the internet connection i have now i could get like 4k hdr content like that's exciting like that that is exciting um being able to play without much many strings attached is cool that's very cool um i just want to know what the machinations behind this are going to be and i mean i guess i understand that like you know and that's what the, the whole purpose of this segment is like you're telling us like what like all the misconceptions are, or, or they're them attempting to myth bust a lot of them, um, mm-hmm. which which I appreciate. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have to see this thing. Yeah, and 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 I feel like that's that's what you know uh, when it launches in November is gonna be is for you know people to get you know dive straight in and see what it's gonna be about. Um, but like I said, like I'm I'm more so like I'm looking into the future of like what this potentially can be, and I'm really excited about it. I really, yeah. I, I really think that you know, uh, there's there's good things like like they have like a good deck of cards right now, like a good hand of like for this to like go well. So um, I don't know. Like I feel like uh, you know, time will tell with a lot of this stuff. Uh, and of course, like I said, this AMA they announced a bunch of other things. So like just to sort of like. Uh, cherry pick off of uh, this list. Um, they announced that um, Stadia will have plenty of tools to allow for data restrictions. So if you do have them, you'll have options to make sure that you don't go over. It'll have uh, parental controls. Indie games are going to be fully supported. Um, there. What happens if you go over? Like, does it does it automatically adjust your settings to make sure that you don't go over or does it shut off completely? Like what is, I mean, what happens? I, oh, I don't know. Like I would hope that with the settings you could like default it to stick to 1080p. Even if, even though you have the speeds to get to 4k, I hope you can sort of set it to just the 1080. And like, once you get, you know, there's like a cap. So once you get maybe halfway to that cap, you'll get like a notification saying, Hey, you're, you've you've spent this much data already, so yeah. I mean, I would just yeah. hate for it to just like shut down completely or something. Oof. Yeah. And what happens? Have they explained anything? I know. I know you're in the middle of your list. Well, go ahead. I'll, I'll ask at the end. Go ahead. Okay. Um. Let's see. Uh, you'll be able to claim like the founders edition name claim emails. That's gonna uh be sent out in order of the pre-orders processed. So you know, if you pre-ordered early, you'll get it earlier. Uh, the Stadia controller and screen uh, needs to be connected through the same Wi-Fi network. So let's say like you're playing uh, your Stadia account on your desktop, and the controller, and you want like the controller to be like on a different network. If like you if you happen to have like a regular speed and you have like the uh, like the five 
uh, gigahertz speeds, you know, like just have faster speeds in your uh, for your Wi-Fi. Everything has to be connected to the same like Wi-Fi for it to work. Um, let's see. They have a Stadia Connect is going to happen sooner than you think. So that's probably right around, right around the corner. Uh, Stadia is going to support a bunch of controllers. So Xbox controller, DualShock 4. Um, but if you want to play on a TV, you'll need the Stadia controller and a Chromecast Ultra. And they already announced that they have like a ridiculously awesome roadmap. Ridiculously awesome in quotations, because that's what they said. And um, wheels, pedals, and the Xbox adaptive controller are all supported. But that's that's like the mm. the gist of a lot of the stuff. Yeah, I mean it's good that a lot of that stuff is like out there in an official capacity. What um, was the what was the question that you had? So what happens if you need to go offline for any reason? Oh yeah, they they didn't. I don't think they had that answered. Um, they did answer that. Let's say that um, um, something like if, if Stadia falls out and they uh, get rid of it, uh, Google has like a service called Takeout, so that's supported with Stadia. So at any point, you can take your saves and your games metadata, and they believe that you have like the right to games ownership. So like this, this whole statement is sort of like still vague. So. They say that you're able to move your saves and move the metadata, and they believe that you own, like, you have the right to the game's ownership, but they don't specifically say whether or not you'll be able to play that game offline. Like, they said that you'll be able to download all that stuff to, like, wherever, you know, space that you have, but it's not clear whether or not you'll be able to play it offline. So, um, here's to hoping that, you know, we, over the last year, just re- uh, you're able to save things on Netflix onto your hard drive if you're trying to watch stuff like on the go. Like if you're watching Netflix on your phone, you can mm-hmm. save the stuff now. So that's something that we're just now getting in 2019. I'm not sure if it was in 2018, but we were like as of like the past couple of months. That's something that we're just now getting. So you know, hopefully down the road, that's something that they'll work out. You know, where you'll be able to save the stuff. Oh. And, okay. something, and something else that was mentioned was um, someone asked a question about data caps and their response was that over time they uh, Google has noticed that over time that ISPs uh, which is internet ser- service provider they've adapted with the time so whether that be uh, getting faster bandwidth um, uh, getting like they've They've sort of like adapted with like the the rise of YouTube. They've adapted to like the rise of like Netflix and Hulu. Like seeing that people are using more and more data, uh, so that's sort of what Google's sort of going off of now. They're sort of, you know, going on a hunch that hey, uh, ISPs they've adapted to all these other services. They're gonna probably adapt to the Stadia. So. That's a really big what if and a really big hope. So hopefully that that's something that happens. And yeah. I feel like just with the uh, uh, you know advancement of technology, we're gonna we're gonna see that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that's all genuinely good information to know. I do want to know. I want them to be a little bit more direct about offline. Just, I just want them to either say 
here's how it works or here it doesn't work and just be very clear about it. Um, I would imagine yeah. that I, I would imagine that it's not going to work as that would defeat the whole entire purpose of this thing. Um, but maybe they have some workaround for it. I, I don't know. So I, I would like to know that, though, because, I mean, what happens if you're in the middle of a storm and your Internet goes out for like 20 minutes? Like, you know, you, you can't control that. Like, you're, what if you're in the middle of a game at the time? Like, I, what happens? I mean, it's the same way, like, if you're in the middle of watching a movie and your Netflix goes down. The whole thing shuts off, right? Like, yeah. So <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, you, you you're screwed. You can't use it, um, you know, unless you use like you know your phone data or something. Like, you know, you're it's yeah. I don't know. We'll see though. See, and and I feel like the way that society is now with like how we always have to be like connected. we always have to have yeah we always have to be connected. Like I feel that it's gonna it's stuff like that's gonna hurt whenever it does happen. Like, I, I don't know if I told the story, like, on air, but, like, I've been to a couple of, like, um, you know, like, airings of TV shows and stuff like that where they, they literally say, hey, you either leave your car, leave your phone in your car or we take it when you come into the building. So um, recently I went to one of these tapings and the person that I was supposed to go with didn't show up. So I got flaked on. So here I am, like, in a tent with, like, a bunch of random people, and I'm like, I sort of wish I had my phone right now to sort of, like, pass the time or sort of make it seem like I'm doing something. But, I mean, me being me, like, it sort of, like, pulled me back for a second, but I'm the type of person where, you know, if you're, if you're sitting next to me and, like, you know, we make eye contact and, like, you're, you seem like you're a cool person, like, I'll, I'll strike up a conversation with you. Like, I, I'll, you know, I'm, I'm really chill. So, like, I, you know, at the end of the day, I had a really good time, you know, with that experience. But, like, going through it, I sort of sat back and think, thought, dang, like, what if I wasn't, you know, the way I was or the way I am? And, like, what happens to people that they can't strike up conversations with people or they get super, you know, they have like anxiety about stuff like that. Yeah. Like it's, it's, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a reality for a lot of people. So yeah. when we look at, you know, the streaming futures and like when technology fails us, a lot of people sort of sit there and they don't know what to do and they can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And that's the scary part. Yeah. I mean that we're living in that right now. Right. Like, I mean, like you just mentioned, that's that's a great point. I feel like that's there's a term for that. I want to say, like when you're, uh, I mean, people have to think about doing that all the time. I've I've read so many LinkedIn posts about people who, who you know, they'll say something like, I don't know, um, oh man, I'm I'm making more time for family. Like I'm not, I made it a pact in 2019 to not like use my phone while I walk or while I'm in an elevator or whatever. Like, I mean, people have to actively strive to not use technology nowadays so yeah yeah that's that's just the the world that we live in now but at the end of the day we still have video games right yeah right yeah exactly yeah (laughs) (laughs) right talking about the dangers of technology on our video game podcast that we're going to distribute on the internet perfect (laughs) i love it no but that i mean that is an interesting conversation though maybe one we should have at some point yeah i'm all for it and uh Listeners, if you guys have any uh, comments on any of the stories that we just had, uh, please leave a comment. Uh, send an email, like I said. Should I play that fan mail at gmail.com? Uh, let's talk about it. Let's, uh, like I said, next week, if we get some fan mail, 
Um, we're gonna read it on air. We'll give away a free gift or a cool gift, or whatever. But um, that's the end of episode twenty-one. Oh, 22. 22? Yep. Episode 22. <laughs> episode 22. No, we can't go back, man. <laughs> but um, time to roll out the red carpet, do our shout-outs. Uh, Rod, you got anything? Yes, I just want to reiterate. Um, yeah, let us know some feedback. I would love to hear somebody's you know comments about you know technology today, um, how they feel about, our, about the conversation that we just had. Like I would really love to hear people's perspective on that for sure. Yeah, so uh, like like I said, we're just we're just waiting for these emails or these comments. Um, but shout out to everybody that's you know following us. Like I said before, uh, we really appreciate all the love. Um, like I said, we're now on YouTube. Um, not only we're we gonna have like these uh, podcasts on the channel, I'm starting. Uh, I'm planning on doing some like I don't know some different type of content on YouTube. I don't know if it's gonna be like. Uh, us talking about stuff over some gameplay or like just doing more deep dives on some of these conversations but we're gonna we're gonna put some more content on the page so be on the lookout for that um i still have to put out that video for me going to the uh nintendo store in new york city oh yeah for sure that was a really cool experience um but that's it for us this week uh you know how i love to end these things guys Drink more water, moisturize your ankles, take your vitamins. Like, a lot of people, I talked to someone the other day, and they're like, vitamins? Like, I haven't had vitamins since, you know, I uh, had, like, the Flintstones things growing up. Yet, they're eating, like, che- their diet consists of, like, eating, che- like, flaming hot Cheetos. Only the and best. Ma- and Mountain Dew. So, please, guys, <laughs> eat your greens. Take your vitamins. Don't sweat the small stuff. Read more. Keep people around you that tell you the truth. Be humble. Commit to things. Listen, your greatest struggles are your greatest lessons. Text your friends that you haven't talked to in a while. Change the sound of your alarm every couple of days to help you wake up. I'll help you out. Stop waiting for the perfect time because there'll always be an excuse to not be productive. I had to tell myself that the other day when it came down to uh, taking the... the, the old episodes and putting them on youtube i was like i'm just sitting here playing spider-man like i might as i might as well be like doing multitasking doing both at the same time just just do these things guys use your front pockets to carry stuff otherwise you're making it easier pickpockets if you have life problems don't run away from them face them because i'll haunt you later if you don't if you want to make a change in your life Take it one day at a time. Ask yourself, what can I do today to make that change? I, I'll say it again for so. I think someone needed to hear that. If you want to make a change in your life, take it one day at a time. Ask yourself, what can I do to make this change? Just because someone doesn't agree with you doesn't make them your enemy. When was the last time you backed up your phone? Hmm? Make sure it's recent. <laughs> Never go to the grocery store on an empty stomach. You'll buy everything. Leave things better than you found them. So that means while you guys are going out shopping, you know, back to school is right around the corner. You're going to be going to all these retail stores. Guys, listen. Listen. If you see something, don't, like, pick it up. And, and, you, and you know you're not going to buy it. You know it. Don't, don't pick it up. Put it across the store for no reason and then just leave it. Listen, there's, there's no need for that, you know. 
I I feel like some of y'all some of y'all parents <laughs> told y'all to not touch stuff in the store, and it shows. It mm. shows. Make the journey fun, because I feel like uh, for one, doing this podcast, you know, it's it's a lot extra, you know, that we have to do throughout the day. Whether it be you know editing the stuff, actually sitting down and doing this thing, like you know, quick aside, me and Rod, we have to. Uh, you know, find time throughout the week to like do these things and sometimes stay up way later than we need to. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like, I feel like if this stuff wasn't fun, we wouldn't be doing it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But it's, you know? it's, it's, it's a lot of fun though. And it's very worth it at the end of the day. Exactly. So if you, if you're, you know, taking the time to uh, go out and do something like if, you know, 2019 is halfway through we're almost through 2019 it's halfway through it you know everyone was saying you know i want to you know start a podcast i want to do a youtube channel i want to do this that and the third make sure that while you're doing it you're enjoying it you're having fun because if it's not fun why are you doing it exactly but last but not least guys stay beastly we'll catch you next week Hit us up on all the, you know, social media pages. We're we're trying to, to grow this community. But peace out.